Good evening, Sydney. Good morning, Tel Aviv. And hi, Marion Di Benedetto. How are you? Yeah, very good, Liron. Thanks for, thanks for having me. And hello to the world. Uh, I guess good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone. <laughs> yeah, so you are talking to us actually from the future. So tell us how Thursday evening is going to be. What is the lottery? Do you have the lottery number ready? <laughs> I don't, but not your local one. I can tell you it's pretty uh, hot and steamy over here. <laughs> Well, again, that's hard to say about Tel Aviv these days, but um, yeah. yeah, great. So uh, let me, uh, we're going to talk today with you about a very interesting topic that is actually not, it's kind of not really been spoken in this sense. And we're talking about how to synergize your personal brand with one's company brand, whether you're an employee or um, a part of a big or small company. Um, yes. which is a very, very, um, I would say niche topic instead of the branding, general branding or personal branding topic, but it's so important for us to, you know, advance our career because our brand always stays, right? It may be shaped throughout time, but it always stays throughout the companies that we are working for. Um, so before we dive in, I just want to let you give you some, uh, background of Marion. Um, so, and she will of course share more, uh, very soon. You're going to fall in love in just a few minutes. Trust me. So Mariona is the marketing and community. She's a marketing and communication guru uh, and the co-founder um, and strategy director at Sierra Marketing, which is a Sydney-based boutique marketing agency that's driving uh, inspirational and fresh thinking into the market. I know I've been working with them and know them for many years. Um, she co-founded uh, this with Lior Chevelle in 2007, and since then have been focusing on uh, advancing clients and simplify their marketing and communications and grow their business. She has been working with some of the biggest companies in Australia and in the world, like Vodafone, Foxtel, if you know them, G20, uh, the Global G20 uh, Youth Entrepreneurs Alliance. She's representing Australia. Uh, Bupa, New South Wales government, and so on, and of course, endless of entrepreneurs. Uh, she is passionate, and you're going to feel the passion soon about <laughs> problem solving in a business and communication content, content um, and uh, loves to simplify communication and marketing strategies. And another thing you should know about her that she believes that entrepreneurial thinking is the force that sim stimulates progress. Uh, and she loves to encourage those she works with to harness the power of entrepreneurial thinking to achieve overall personal and business success and realize their potential. Now, in Israel, in the startup nation, we talk a lot about entrepreneurial thinking, and I would love yeah. to know your take on this, which um, we're going to um, dive into, into in a few minutes. Sure. Well, so. Good. Thanks that, for the, the glorious introduction, Liron. <laughs> for working so hard in the past, you know, few decades to allow me to say this. Certainly have. <laughs> so, you know, when you and I started talking about this session and even, you know, looked up at different uh, figures as an examples, then, you know, we raised names like Elon Musk or Oprah Winfrey um, or uh, Sarah Blakely and other uh, people that their brand uh, relates to their companies sometimes for the good and sometimes for the negative reasons. Um, and we're going to dive into that. But to start with, um, I want to learn a bit more about you. So if you can share what attracted you to the branding world in the beginning um, and what's, uh, what is branding in your view? Yeah, um, look, I fell into branding um, more by default than by design. My, my training was very much into uh, business management and, and communication, generally speaking. Um, branding, I find, is at the core of everything, whether um, you look at it from an individual point of view or from a business point of view. It is what forms the foundation of, of who we are and how we exist. Um, so part of, of what I, I like to talk about when we talk about branding is that concept of identity. And that's what your brand is. Your brand is your identity. It's your voice. Um, and that's what that's what I'm really uh, interested in, in exploring with you uh, today in particular. Mm -hmm. So how it represents our voice or who we are. Um, and as you say, like an authentic way, because, you know, I can I want to I can maybe wish to be Rihanna, but I'm not Rihanna. Not in the voice and not in the brand. So obviously it has to align with who we are. So 
Yeah, you yeah. know, we work with countless companies and the entrepreneurs, big and small, um, and each of them has obviously their own brand. Um, and I want to go back to the basics just to make sure we're all aligned um, with everyone. So what are the core elements of any strong brand, whether it's a company or a person? Yeah, look, there's there's different like school of thoughts, but I um I think when I approach the topic, there's a few things that come all, all the time. Um, number one being that a core element or a core attribute of a strong brand is to be distinctive. So it's to have a really um unique sense of um of self and have a really strong way to catch attention. So a brand that is strong will have those distinctive features that will mean that it stands out. So that's probably one of the core attributes of a strong brand. Um, another thing that is really important in building a, a strong brand is to make sure that it is remarkable and, and memorable. And by that, I mean that it has attributes that makes people comment about it, that make share it, like it. Um, so it has those really distinct features that make it, again, remarkable. So worth commenting on and worth um, remarking. Um, the other key points in, in developing a strong brand is also to keep it simple so that it is versatile and adaptable so you want to make sure that you can indeed apply your brand whether it's individual or company um you know to all your communication channels consistently um and and um, in a way that is easily understood by your target audience so um so these are three key elements that i find um are, are very core to any strong brand so can you repeat them we said it should be simple yeah, it should be yeah. simple. It should be remarkable, and it should be, um, and it should be. Um, oh, what was the first one? I'm just <laughs> distinctive is the word distinctive. And in fact, on that note, I mean, with the because um, I was just thinking about that, the second point of remarkable. Um, to go back on on what you were saying before, Liron, um, having that sense of authenticity is also key to any brand, so that it yeah. can be relatable as well. Um, so yeah, distinctive, remarkable, and and simple. Amazing. Now, I just want to um, say again, hello to those who just joined us. Uh, welcome. Feel free to use the chat to ask Marion questions, uh, to share your comments. We'd like to have this as, you know, as engaging as possible. So feel free to do so. Um, and for those who are Israelis here, I'm not, I'm sure you're not shy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, to do so. Um, so we talked about the, the core, um, the foundations of a strong brand, whether it's a person or a company. Now, I yeah. want to, um, to ask you in this regard, then what is the difference between a company brand and a personal brand? And why do we as professionals or even company founders need to invest in our own personal brand? Like what can we get out of it? So the difference, the differences between personal and company brand and why should we invest in it in the first place? Yeah, look, I, I could talk about this one all night. It's uh, a really good question. Um, one thing before, like separating them, um, in in terms of what's in common, I think it's really important to highlight that branding is branding. So whether it is for the individual or for the company, at the core of the brand is again that sense of identity. So those core attributes that are your values. Um, your why, where you exist, the role that you play um, for your audience and in the world. So, so that's one thing that um, makes mm. brand um, consistent, whether they mm. are uh, a company brand or an individual brand. So, um, so that's that's that. Now, when you look at it from a like a different point of view, um, if you are an entrepreneur and you're starting your own business. Mm -hmm. Um, at the beginning, using your name as the, the, the brand for the business might be a way to be more relatable, while traditionally the company brand or business brand might be a bit less accessible and less relatable. So when you look at wanting to start to build trust, having that more personable uh, approach and using a personal brand can be really useful. Um, so that's that's one core key element of, of um, how they differ and how you can leverage them and make them work together nicely. Because, you know, they always say that, and it's true, that people do business with people. People hire yeah. people. They don't hire. I mean, the brand supports that. But um, you're saying that, as always, invest in your own brand, even if you're obviously part of a company. 
Yeah, so look, that's that's actually an interesting point because I was just referring to entrepreneurs here. But if you yeah. are an employee, um, it really depends on how your values, so your your values are part of your personal and individual brand and how your personal values align with the one of the company. And um, traditionally, you would think that one would choose to work within a company that has similar values and therefore they would align, but it's not always the case. So um, with that in mind, how can you maintain your sense of identity and maintain your, your personal brand and, and your personal voice within the context of a, of a company is where you need to find those alignments and, and find those commonalities so that you can still be true to yourself while still being true to the company as well. So that actually leads me to the next question. So we understand the difference, differences between uh, company brand and personal brand. We understand it's important for us to um, be aware and advance our brands to help us achieve our, our goals and, and develop as human beings yeah. and in our careers. But um, how can one express their brand? Now, I know it's a big question to ask, but um, last year I've run a research um, among a few tens of, of women in Israel. And one of the main things that I found was that uh, a lot of people, they don't know how to express their brand. So if you could yes. give us some main tips on what can we do, how can we start expressing our own brand and where? Well, I think it's kind of going back to the roots. Before you are in a position to be able to express your brand and share your voice, you need to re really understand what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I think spending a bit of time in reviewing what your core values are, spending a bit of time in reviewing what, you, what role you want to play um, in the market, in the business, with your company or as an employee, um, spending that time to really get that foundation right, um, this is what will enable um, that progress for sure. Um, so I think it's really important when we, we talk about branding, if you want to share your voice and have the impact that you have in your head, uh, yeah. you want to make sure you really invest that time in, uh, in clarifying your values and, and your, um, your why, the, the role that you want to play for your, for your audience or for your employers. So yeah. When you work with a company or, again, with a person who's owning a company, that's what you start doing. And I can say also for me as well. I mean, you start digging in. Yeah, absolutely. Then the who are they? What do they want to express yeah. in the world? And let's yeah. say my my uh, main messaging and values would be that I'm... Um, I'm a, I want to be um, you know, shown as a leader and as a professional. If you have any tip of how can we drill it down to expressing it once we understand what the values are? Yeah, so then I think it's about creating a, narr a narrative. Um, and by narrative, I just mean like literally creating a story uh, which is encapsulating what your brand is all about. And then you can start broadcasting it across all channels that are relevant to your audience. So if we are in the context of entrepreneurial, um, you know, endeavors, then it might be using, you know, online websites and digital channels. If you're in the context of being an employee within an organization and you want to build your profile, it might be through LinkedIn, it might be through doing activities within the organization that will help um, I guess you know share that that voice um, but the main thing is to have that narrative and that those core messages that are linked to your personal story or your business story so we we're talking about both brand and, and um, brand personal brand and company brand here yeah. um, so you have that story for both that um, that you can then um, share to the world that does that answer the question yeah yeah, I mean, you say you said that in order to express my brand, I should also uh, again pre prepare my messages through uh, social media or through actions. I would like to ask you mention about what activities I can do. Whether I'm, and I know we're talking about two different worlds here. Whether if yeah. I'm if I'm owning the company or if I'm um, a part of the company or if I am the company. I mean, yes. like three different angles here. Yeah. So yeah. let's start if, if you are the company. Um, I think it really depends on the, on the industry and the context. Um, there is room to be mindful here because the risk is that if your company is fully built on your personal brand, um, then it will make it harder to, for example, uh, dissociate or detach yourself from the company in the future. So mm -hmm. it might make it harder to sell the business in the future if that was one of your business intents. So you want to be 
present as the company brand and build that trust and have that personal voice. But at the same time, you still want to create that um, slight separation so that the business can exist on its own and is not fully reliant on you if you really wanted to grow it and, um, and sell it in the future. Now, if you are an employee, that's a little bit um, different because you can capitalize and cross-market with your um, with the company that you work for or work with. Um, what happens there, though, is that some employers might be very um, reluctant to help you build your brand profile because they're thinking, ah, oh, you're going to be more attractive to other uh, companies and they might want to then hire you. So, so there's also like a fine line to trade between, um, between that um, alignment with the company you currently work with and yeah. building your profile um you know with that um that association so you need to be kind of mindful uh, mindful of that now if your company is already established and and um you're not looking at at selling it in the future and you're um you know you might be a sole trader or one might band or or like your company really depends on you and essentially you are the brand ambassador mm-hmm. um, then your personal brand will be at the core of all your communication right so um, yeah. so in those three examples you see that there is a bit of a of a, a different consideration in terms of the, the impact and the risk of associating like synergizing the the company brand and the personal brand I know you can see a lot of in a lot with a lot of startups companies in Israel. Let's say if they're just now have raised a significant amount of funds, then obviously you'll always see the founders, and they're the one in the front, and they're the one who are yes. more associated with their companies. But we also see, you know, as we call them, serial entrepreneurs. That some person, yeah. you know a very big company is now his former companies is how could they, so your own brand can actually relate to different companies. Um, again, depends on your positioning, but um, we yeah. are talking about three different positionings, which are each, each one of them is the whole world, but, but I definitely think that you kind of gave us the, the, the understanding of how to view it. Um, I also want to address the question by the amazing Romy Davidor, which is a beautiful person and a very uh, influential person in our ecosystem. And she asked, um, as a marketing manager, part of my efforts is to encourage employees to grow their networks, position themselves as thought leaders for the business and encourage sales leads. Other than LinkedIn, do you have other effective channels she could uh, encourage them to use? Yeah, well, first of all, I think that's amazing that you're doing that, Romy. Um, that certainly is my preferred approach as well. I find that so empowering and it creates that really strong sense of belonging and, and community with your team. So from a business culture and even from a business brand, it's, it's really powerful. So that's awesome. Um, we do use LinkedIn a lot. And I think from a digital point of view, it is a really great platform. Um, depending on, on the context and the industry you work in, there are other digital platforms that will be really authoritative where you can position and profile showcase your employees in in their particular area of expertise um, i find that in a generic one would be using a platform like medium maybe um, i don't know if you're familiar with that one but it's a publishing platform where you can read articles so i know that i encourage my staff to uh, to write um, opinion pieces and, and articles on and research papers that they publish on medium uh, so medium and D-I-U-M. Um, that's a really strong platform. Um, another way to leverage the digital world is to participate in groups and forums. So um, even just using something like Quora or even Facebook group, again, it really depends on the nature of your business and, and, and that context, but that could be relevant. I have clients that use industry-specific publications. So um, one of my clients, for example, is in in tech um, for offices, and they do only office supplies and tech support. And they always contribute into like online magazines that are specifically for um, the workplace and office designs and technology. So you have to find your niche as well as using mainstream market. But the essential um, thing to bear in mind with that, I think, is you need to make sure that you're tapping into your audience, right? So when we think of branding, there's, there's three different elements. There's the individual, there's the actual company, 
And then there's the audience and everything we do as individual and as companies is aimed towards our audience, right? So we want to make sure we capture our ideal customer there. So in particular, if you use, um, you know, your team to build their profile so that they can get more leads and make more sales, um, having that positioning is, is really important. Um, I hope that answers the question. That's just for digital, but of course, there's also yeah. all the offline uh, opportunities, you know, doing um, keynote addresses, being part of panels like industry leading conferences, um, you know, doing all of the, the things yeah. that Leron is really good at with <laughs> the human factor, actually. I think, Leron, you could talk about that <laughs> one better than I could in terms of the, the leveraging the brand to network and, and get those, those opportunities as well. I, I do want to add, however, that in many in many cases, um, you know, you and, and you and I actually talked about Medium just before this this, this started with this session. So I, I encounter a lot of cases where I work with people under you know branding and and then they say, Well, it all sounds great, but I don't like or don't know how to write and who am yes. I to publish and so on. So there are yes. a lot of ways to get around it and, and Romy yourself and and People who, who are, let's say if you're a part of the comp a company and you have some funds to use, then you can encourage them through having a ghostwriters or content you know, specialists to support them to express their messages. So let's say a writer can sit with one of with your employees and get their, you know, their messaging and just articulate it in the right way. And then they post it. Now using ghostwriters is a very common, you know, um, thing today. Yeah. So yeah, so this is here is another tip to overcome this uh, maybe challenge of expressing yeah. yourself. Yeah, very good. good. So that actually leads me to another point. So I, I gave the example earlier of a serial entrepreneur, but it could also be for uh, someone who just moved to a new company and working for another place or changed their career and so on. How can we use this skill, the, the, sorry, the practices we just talked about to rebrand ourselves or to update our brand. Mm. Yeah, so rebranding is a bit of a, of a different conversation. And I think um, that, that is where it is a yeah. little bit different when we look at personal branding versus company branding. Um, I mean, with company branding, you know, you can just start a new story, change little tweaks to the logo. And uh, with personal branding, you are who you are. And, uh, and you know, we talked about being authentic and being true to oneself. Um, so in the context of, I guess, jumping from one company to another, uh, we go back to the roots again. And it's very much about, um, you know, uh, making sure that we are mindful of what the destination company values are, what their brand stands for, and that we align our brands to there so that we can really seamlessly integrate ourselves within within that context so that would en enable a very gradual rebranding if you like so you know instead of doing a full revamp uh, yeah. you're going through a natural progression and integration of of the individual brand within within the company if that makes sense and so it's all about really being mindful and receptive to um to those those values and aligning them so I love that you mentioned the word gradually because first of all it's important to to share again it's not a it's not an overnight you know brand no. I don't don't just post something on LinkedIn and I'm a brand but there's also the um, the time and consistency component I know from my with my own experience that you know as much as I consistently share uh, let's say three or four different messages along along you know over time then people. Um, um, grasp this brand, that brand yeah. this way. So it's yeah. also about this is gradually, but also make sure. It's yeah, it, it certainly yeah. doesn't. It certainly doesn't happen overnight. And um, and having that consistency in messaging, and that goes back again to that sense of identity. I think with branding, yeah, uh, consistency. Uh, you nailed it here. It's so so important in the tone of your voice, in the language that you use, um, in the look and feel that you're communicating, having that consistency is really critical so that your message resonates with your audience and indeed they, you know, they get it, it gets in the head, yeah. they remind you. <laughs> and there's also so much psychology in it, right? I mean, it's the words that you repeatedly use and it's, as you said, the type of pictures or even the colors or, right? It goes so deep yeah. in the resolutions. Yeah. That's, that's probably for another webinar. Um, <laughs> I want to share a question that was actually raised a few days ago in one of the um, yeah. um, 
like groups that I'm a part of. Um, so again, we, we know that our listeners here are divided to either startup founders, entrepreneurs, or employees in, in the high tech industry yes. for the most part. But considering yes. the types, so how can they align their personal brand with the company brand? And, and let me give you an example with a question that was asked a few days ago. Someone says that um, uh, what should we, she was just requested to change her LinkedIn cover to the company's yeah. official cover. And that yeah. was kind of a confusing for her because on the one hand, she does like working for the company. On the other hand, that's her LinkedIn. So yeah. how can we align our brand to our company brand? Um, if you have any more points yeah. to that. It's very subjective. I have to say, like we work with a range of clients that have, you know, from 20 to hundreds of employees um, and they tend to have documents that are guidelines to engage and like empower their their employees to link their personal brand to the company brand. Um, however, I'm, I'm always a bit concerned when a company would ask their employee to change their cover. Yeah. Um, because it is kind of denying their sense of self and, and, and identity and they just want them to drink, drink the Kool-Aid. Um, I'm a lot, cause that's a push approach, right? I'm, I'm more yeah. into the, the pool. You, you want the employee to love working there so much that they are the one that are driving that change. And then yeah. as a company, you want to give them the tools to equip them so that they can indeed apply that change and, and make it happen. Um, so, so my recommendation with things like that is um, is to have open conversations around around it without alienating anyone because obviously you don't want your employer to think that you're a flight risk that you might be quitting anytime soon and that you don't yeah. want to be associated with them. Because mm, also from from an like being an employer myself, from the employer's point of view, it, it is a little bit confronting to think that one of our employees would not want to associate with us and put it on their LinkedIn, put the profile of the company on the LinkedIn. I would think, but why not? They chose to work with me. So clearly they, their values are aligned yeah. already. So, so what's the reason? And it's, in, it's interesting to have that, that conversation. And in fact, um, I mean, the person that asked that question in that group that you mentioned earlier on, it'd be really interesting to understand um, her rationale behind not wanting to put that brand um yeah. that on because it might be that she has her own business on the side and and she wants to stay true to that yeah and, and that would be absolutely fine i mean if one of my employees said that i would i would absolutely understand as well um but the idea um and i saw there was another question in the q a there yeah. um brief care like um the idea is that you really empower your like your employees to drive that change and to be inspired and you do that through company culture and experience and just making them feel warm yeah. and funny about working with you and they love it so much that it's a no-brainer so there is no shortcuts you know we we have i mean we have this um a tv show like a satire satire show now that uh, they're laughing at the high-tech industry and they say that people would only work with companies that have 24 flavors of ice cream and they provide <laughs> two tesla cars for each employee so that's of course you know an extreme joke but um it goes back to the the well-talked topic of employee branding when it comes to me uh, and my company brand. So I would, uh, and I think that's why companies, that's one of the reasons that companies invest so much in employer branding because they want their employees to feel good about the company and obviously preserve them in the world that today people are leaving companies like so quickly. Yeah. So it refers to what you're saying about why should I align my brand with my company brand? So the company has to take the lead and work for it in a yeah. way. Uh, uh, absolutely yeah, yeah yeah and respect individuality where it applies and in fact value that that individuality and leverage it not yeah. be afraid of it <laughs> and i like what you said about being open it's okay to be open with with employees it's okay for them to say their own you know um um answers for that uh, either if they don't want to do it or they don't feel comfortable or they don't use linkedin as much like and it should be appreciated by by the employer as well yeah. and it doesn't mean that they're less relate to their company but yeah and from an employer's point of view yeah. it can also be a part of the recruitment process right I mean, yeah. you, you can really suss that out pretty early on. But in the case of, you know, that, that person that asked before, it seems that 
you know, it was never on her radar that they would ask her to do that. So she got caught off guard and she's like, but I, I have my own brand. I don't want to change it. And, and that yeah. can also be confronting. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And I want to take this to um, another, um, I, again, I think it's not really talked about, but it's, it, it happens a lot, what I call brand collision. I know it happened to me uh, about six years ago when I was working for a certain company and, um, and my values were not aligned with the company's values. And it okay. happens for many people. For example, if you're a vegan and your company um, either polluting a lot or uses gambling, weapon, meat, I don't know, you know, whenever um, values collide. For me back then, it was um, actually the more in the, in, in, the, in the way they did business that collided yeah. with my own values. So how can one shield their personal brand when, when you know, this is where we work, but then again, it doesn't align with, with who we are. So what should I do in this um, case? Yeah, I'm going to be really harsh on this one. Um, and I do, like, I work a lot in, in psychology as well. Um, I think if that's the case, that's probably not the right environment to be working in, like clear yeah. and simple, because that alignment is just critical to both the success of the company and the well-being of the employee. And yeah. and if you feel that your values are really strongly opposed, then it's probably not the right environment because over time it will kill your soul. Yeah. Um, and it won't serve the business either. So I would definitely recommend pivoting in that case and considering um, a new approach. So I wouldn't think that it would be the role of the employee to rebrand, if you see what I mean. That's that's definitely uh, not yeah. what I would suggest um, by any means. So when brands collide in such you know um, extreme way or when they collide, uh, yeah. so you're saying the long-term effect could be hard, it could be more harsh than just leaving or making a change. I mean, if the views are really really strongly opposed you, you yeah. use the example of you know um things like gambling or like arm trafficking or like i mean we, we're talking about core like really yeah, dramatic, like that, that kind of, of things you it, it'd be hard to sleep at night and you probably wouldn't want to be associated with that and then yes you won't want to have that linkedin banner on your profile that's for sure um yeah. so, so in that case yeah the impact from a a mental health and well-being of the employee could be quite damaging and i don't think that that employee would perform well in the company anyway so that synergy would just not happen it would just it would keep on clashing yeah. um, so it, it's a bit like a toxic relationship you know you're trying right. to understand each other but you don't and so it just doesn't uh, you know it doesn't work yeah. and and generally speaking, companies are quite open about their values and, and you can tell before you get in the business. But sometimes, mm -hmm. like your experience... You have no choice or you want to earn the money or you have other things that want to keep you there. You, just, yeah. you, didn't see, you didn't suspect it, right? Like you didn't yeah. think that their business approach was so, so different to yours, right? So you went in there with your eyes open, but not, you know, suspecting that that could potentially be an issue. Yeah. And then when it becomes an issue, well, first time you try and tackle it and align. And then if you see that the alignment is just not viable or physically possible, then um, I think that's when yeah. you got to take control of your life and, and make different um, decisions and consider pivoting possibly. Yeah. And Shahar says that if your workplace is operating against your personal beliefs, you're selling your soul, as you said. And I want to address Abraham's questions, which also um, refers to my next question to you. So Abraham says, how much content should one publish um, a week for your brand and on what platforms? We kind of touched upon yeah. it, but if you want to maybe share more about the content frequency uh, or... Yeah, look, because the question is is in regard to uh, frequency, but also the type of platform. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to what I was saying before. There's, there, it really depends on your target audience. So once you've defined who your ideal customer is and you know which platform they're on, then that's the platform you should be using. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you're in a business development role or such things, obviously using LinkedIn and Medium is never going to hurt you. Um, but traditionally, it is very 
related and dependent on the industry and, and when you work. So that's one thing. In terms of frequency, um, so if we look at the context, I'm going to try to cover those three contexts again, but yeah. if you're an, an entrepreneur and you want to scale your business and grow big and you want to be positioned as the authority in the industry, the more the better. And I know it can be quite um, challenging in terms of um, how time consuming it can be. And that's where you can outsource it. Um, Liron was referring to ghostwriters before. Very good, uh, very good advice. Um, and that's an easy way to be able to, uh, to share content and share your voice in a in more frequent manner. Um, likewise, if you are a one man band or you're just starting a business, the more you communicate, the better um, mm -hmm. because your audience will build awareness and recognition of your brand based on the frequency of touch points. So the more they see, they hear, they read you, the better, because um, that's how they will integrate your brand. Now, if you're in the context of a company, that's a little bit different uh, because that is something that you might need to discuss with your manager, with HR, and make something that is consistent, ensure that the content is also aligned with the company because you're representing the company. Um, so the considerations are a bit different. And traditionally with corporate clients, um, we do the once a week, once a fortnight, sometimes even just once a month. So we're not as aggressive as when we are entrepreneurs wanting to position ourselves as an authority, if that, yeah. uh, if that makes sense. Now, you know, obviously our personal life is a part of who we are and it's what we bring to the, to the professional life. And the question that is, um, I think it has always been asked uh, many years now for me is um, how how much should I share on and expose on my personal life? Now I'll I'll give you an example for like those who I can you know share great examples of myself, but those who follow me know that apart from you know business and people, I really love to travel and I I kind of incorporate my love for aviation and you know for new destinations into my brand. So that's pretty much my personal life. That you know I love to travel. I love scenery. And, and I, I put it in my brand, but what, how much should we use our personal life in our, in our business, uh, you know, brand? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you know how earlier I mentioned that brands are related to the individual, the company and the audience. Yeah. I think you want to share what is relevant to the audience and connect with the role that you are playing as as a brand, right? Um, so if you know, if you're um, like, let's say in your case, Liron, obviously you're all about connecting, networking, and in in a way, having that sense of adventure and traveling is the opportunity to create those connections. Plus, your operation is at a global level, so all of a sudden it makes sense. So it's yes, it is personal to you. And it is congruent with the actual business, right? So it's consistent. It makes sense. Um, so I guess essentially what I'm saying is when you're going to share about personal, it needs to serve the purpose of the, of the brand. Um, and that's why very early on today, I was, um, I was talking about having that narrative, that brand identity that is well anchored before you yeah. even start to share that message and communicate your voice here. So this is, that's, again, that's the foundation. Whenever you, you, you start, you know, we all, we already like have a brand, but it's important to, again, know what, where you're coming from and then understand what the message you, you, you convey and to whom, um, yes. in this regards. And that's, yeah, that, and that's, our, that's the art of branding. Um, it is. And I, I'll just, um, on that, I just, I just read, um, Abraham's question yeah. in the Q and A as well to answer that. Um, you need to be consistent in terms of who you are and the message that you convey, but the way you do it will and can be different through different channels and different platforms. So, um, I'll give you like a silly example, but that's, that's very easy to integrate. Um, with hashtags, for example. So if we look at the hashtags that are associated with your brand, if you do hashtags on Instagram versus hashtags on LinkedIn, the way you're going to be communicating is actually different. So hashtags on Instagram, the optimal number is 26 hashtags. So wow. go for it. On LinkedIn, the optimal number is three. Anytime you put more than three hashtags on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is going to be like, oh, yeah, you're, you're trying too hard here. Um, so it's really interesting to see how those different platforms will have different requirements. I mean, likewise, if you publish on Twitter, you would know there's only a limited number of characters. So your message must be really intentional to make sure that it is um, that is received well. 
Um, so depending on the platform, yes, you will definitely, um, you, you can and will adapt, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very uh, good example and good point. And each, each also uh, platform usually, you know, sometimes address a, a slight different audience or of course different character or different uh, vibe and so on. Um, I know you have done um, a research on trendy brands and one's association to trendy brands. Um, yeah. We can talk about, we can take Tesla or TikTok for an example, which a lot of people know here. Um, yeah. And I could also talk about some startups that are very much trendy here in the Israeli ecosystem in some points. Yeah. So yeah. why do why does following a, a trendy brand can play against the individual brand um, or on how or how can we do it right? I think the, the question is really about um, being sustainable as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you are developing your brand, whether you're developing it for yourself as an individual or for a company that you're just starting um, or within a company that you're working in, uh, it needs to have enduring characteristics. So it needs to be sustainable. So the risk of flash in the pan type of businesses is that they get forgotten uh, really quickly, and then you're in a constant cycle of having to to reinvent yourself. Um, an example of brands that went through that, I guess, in recent years. Um, I'm not sure how the market was over there in Israel, but um, certainly in North America and here down in Australia, um, there was a, a period of time in the early 2010 to 2012 where daily deal sites. Groupon was huge. It was yeah. like the, the, the I remember. <laughs> Everyone had a voucher and was going to restaurants and getting discounts. It was, it was amazing. A company called Love It Up, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I owned one of those businesses which I uh, happily sold. But um, but the bottom line was that with that, so that's thank you for raising that. When I had that business, for example, I wasn't going to refer to mine. I was just going to use Groupon. But for mine, I never use my personal brand for my daily deal sites um, because it was. It was pretty obvious where the market was going, and you could you could anticipate the move, and it was a, it was a major trend. Um, and from a business point of view, it wasn't super sustainable because the margins were very thin. And so, from a branding point of view, I chose not to align my personal brand to that particular business. Um, and in fact, um, I worked with Groupon, and they were a client, and. Um, a lot of the people that position themselves within that context, um, now no one remembers them. Um, so that's the interesting bit with that. Whilst, for example, if I look at the example of my uh, my marketing agency, which I've had for 15 years, um, I totally own that because the value alignment, the longevity of the business, the sustainability of it, it's enduring. So therefore, I feel really comfortable aligning my personal brand with the company brand. Yeah. So you're saying think about how um, if it's if it's a um, trend that will pass soon, will it have some relevancy in the long term? If it's sustainable, as you said, yeah. um, and then how can you align it or not align it, or just be careful on how you're aligning it? Yeah. yeah. And look, sometimes we don't know. Like sometimes we think yeah. it's going to be lasting for a hundred years, and then it dies in the, you know, that in the water. But um. But certainly be mindful of it and be present to it so that you can uh, you can potentially anticipate that. Yeah. Great. So that's a good point. And guys, again, this is where you can ask questions. We have a few more questions for you, Marion. Um, My next question would be um, that I talked about it a little bit earlier, but you talk a lot about entrepreneurial thinking. And uh, that being a force that stimulates progress. Um, So as I told you earlier, Israelis, we're very proud of our entrepreneurial thinking, which is, you know, a core thing in our culture and history and so on. What does entrepreneurial thinking have to do with branding uh, in your view? Well, I I think it's terrible, but by definition, a brand is an identity, right? And a lot of the time when we do branding exercises with clients, we ask them, like, if you were a person, if you were a, a profession, what would you be? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have clients that would be teachers, clients that would be journalists. And then I have some that are entrepreneurs and yeah. entrepreneurs have particular um, character traits yeah. that make them who they are. Right. 
Yeah. Um, they are dynamic, they are ambitious, they are resourceful, they are persistent, they are resilient. That's what entrepreneurs are, right? And that is key to their brand. That is key to their sense of identity. Um, so therefore, having having that um, you know that alignment of, of being an entrepreneur, part of the brand, just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, and I want to you know we just I earlier sh- um, mentioned love it up which was again your group by site which had a very unique um, um, model which for every purchase you're actually donated donating some amounts to um, some NGOs and so on which is yeah. what we call today you know impact or you know social consciousness or so on Um We all have a brand and we all have an impact, whether it's a smaller one within our you know peer group or our company or even a bigger one. Um, and how can we all use our brand for good? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's such an individual um, thing, right? Because some people are not necessarily driven by that kind of impact. So, Um, I think it goes back to identifying what your interests, what your drivers, what your motivations are as an individual. Yeah. And then that's where you de- define what kind of impact you can have um, on the world, on your employees, on your customer, what, what type of impact you want to have, if any. I mean, I think as human beings, we all want to have an impact, but defining what that looks like um, is really critical and it's very individual. Yeah. And before, uh, before we are addressing your questions, is there any um, book or podcast that you'd like to recommend us if you want to dive deep more on these topics and anything sure. that interests you, actually? Yeah. Um, look, if, if I look at the past, like, 10 years and my experience in, in a branding context, mm-hmm. um, there's one um, author that I really enjoy, that I learned a lot from, mm-hmm. Um, and he has a really good newsletter and podcast. Um, it's, it's a guy called Seth Godin. I might just type it in yeah. the chat for those of you guys that don't know him. Um, Seth um, wrote a book called The Purple Cow. Uh, and that was quite a defining uh, moment for me when I, when I read that book. It's yeah. a very slim book, so you can read it in an hour. Um, it's not heavy at all. Um, and so it's called The Purple Cow. And it's about um, how to... be distinctive in a in a field of brown cow how can you be the purple one that's going to stand out and and the essence of branding is that right it's about standing out and really like um, having that strong sense of identity and presence so being that purple cow in a, in a sea of brown cow I really like that that yeah. analogy and and Seth has a lot of really valuable insights on branding um Yeah, another one I really like, and I know you're familiar with him as well, Liran, is um, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Um, Simon does a lot of work around, um, it's very psychology-driven, um, mm-hmm. but he does a lot of work around the why and the reason why we exist and the role that we play. And again, that's very much at the core of, um, of branding. One thing that I... Um, I, I learned from him in more recent times that I thought was really interesting because he has a few TED Talks, if you want to look mm-hmm. at those um, online from the past 10 years as well. But recently, there's um, um, this webinar that he actually ran that was about setting your values as a brand. And one of his advice was to make sure that your values are action-driven and they use a verb as opposed to a noun. Um, so instead of saying integrity is my big value, you know, which everyone says, you know, your value might be act as blah, 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 or be this person or share, like actually use the verb. How to take it into action. I love it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Re- it's really powerful. And I think... Um, if you connect to that and that aligns with who you are, then that's a really great way um, to communicate your brand for sure. Yeah, beautiful. So you said Purple Cow, which is, yeah, it's one of his uh, yes. all-time bestsellers that got in. And Simon Sinek, of course, you know, the the, why, the start with why is a very common uh, model. Right. But as you said, he has so many other models. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And he's just even good in, in interviews. Like, you know, this kind of chat that we're having today um, yeah. is really good to listen to. So absolutely. Maybe I can tell him. Marion just recommended I should bring you over. <laughs> he might be okay. He's ready to come. 
You might do it. Sometimes it's easier, easier than we think. So I just yeah. want to um, address our audience. Guys, this is your time to raise questions. You have raised some and we, we answered them as we, you know, through the interview. But we have just a few more minutes. So if you want to uh, write down your questions, this is the time. Um, and, you know, that being said, sometimes it's really easy. It's easier than we think. You know, I've approached um, Ivan Meisner, who's the guru of networking. He formed BNI and I thought it would be so hard to get him to inter in an interview. And it was just too easy. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Simple yeah. as that. So they only human, uh, you know. After all, I think sometimes when people are on uh, on the stage, yeah. we forget that they just uh, we all human. So yeah. But you know, talking about a brand, then then I'm sure he and others do. You know, Google the person who pushes them. Uh, you know, I always say that um, when you Google yourself, are you going to find the information you want people to find about you? And yeah. and that's you know that's the sum of your brand. And again, you, when 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 I Google someone, then I would love to see you know the represent team and the company they work for. I mean, in, again, in a syn synergetic way. Yeah. So. And and Google can be a different tool. So I, I had one of my clients that recently had the misfortune of having a bad review, mm -hmm. and that really impacted his brand. And that was really unfortunate because. Yeah. Sometimes all it takes is that one bad piece of feedback or bad article or bad review. Um, and that's where having control of your personal and company brand is really important and keeping an eye on that and making sure that you try to impact it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so for, with this particular client, he, he got this really bad review, which, you know, was a, a bit of a snowball effect. And in yeah. the end, we had to do a whole campaign to turn that around and generate more of the positive reviews and get more PR around his name. Yeah. And yeah, so there, there's ways to impact that as well and leverage your brand, um, I guess. And like companies run, you know, they have a very, um, you know, solid brand management, um, you know, abilities and consultants and so on. So do we as individuals, we, we should first of all be aware of our brand, but know how to manage our brand. So if we have like one, or let's say we, again, if you want to change or adjust the messaging, it's really about doing, making our own campaign or, you know, yeah. putting the messaging yeah. um, consistently in that way. Um, yeah. You don't know where to start because sometimes it is a little bit tricky. I mean, certainly yeah. that client reached out to us because they didn't know where to start. Um, you know, that's that's where, I mean, you know, you can contact um, Leron or myself and just ask those questions. And, and using like networking through LinkedIn, I find is really powerful because people are really helpful mm -hmm. in sharing uh, their insights and, and their knowledge. And, um, you know, more like people than we think have gone through similar experiences than we have. So it's always really valuable to share that. Exactly, exactly. Share that. So, Marion, thank you so much. Um, where can we contact you? If uh, And I know you also have some resources that you could share with us. So, Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm, I've been quite an advocate of LinkedIn in this conversation. I didn't expect that. But then I guess the natural conclusion to this conversation would be, um, guys, anyone that's attended the webinar, please feel free to connect with me um, on LinkedIn. So under my name, it's just, I'll rewrite it here, but it's just Marion Di Benedetto. Um, I'm really happy to um, engage through that platform. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, and send me a private message and I'll be happy to share some of my uh, my two cents and, and my resources for, for sure, anytime. Great, great. So we will also well, also send you an email with Marion's information and the website where you can have some, some of the resources that we've just talked about. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you so much for, for joining us here uh, during your evening and very hot summer's day in Sydney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a great pleasure. And, yeah. Uh, Pleasure as well. Thank you very much for your very uh, insightful question. That's <laughs> conversation. So I really, um, I really appreciate that as well. That was great. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll look forward. I look forward to being in touch with you soon and with uh, you, everybody here. Thank you for making the time in this Thursday morning or evening. And uh, have a nice rest of the day. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Have Thank you. Bye bye. bye.